Today, I would like to start off this episode of Gaming Fix on an uncharacteristically somber note. As we are recording this on May 30th, 2020, we are still all reeling in the aftermath of the tragic murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. As a resident of Minneapolis myself, I want to express my sorrow over his death and disappointment in the Minneapolis Police Department, not only in the murder, but in how uh, the protesters in my city have been treated. Police brutality, racism, and inequality within the justice system must be stopped, period. That being said, it has warmed my heart to see the people of Minneapolis react with such fervor and responding with protests that have reached the rest of the United States. People like these protesters are what make me proud to be a Minnesotan. I urge everyone listening to this to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund if you have the means and to keep protesting and support the protesters. Black Lives Matter and George Floyd deserves justice. And if you have the means to donate and would like to donate to additional places that also uh, need funding in this time, um, there are fundraisers. Uh, there is a fundraiser for uh, George Floyd's family set up as a memorial fund. You can find on Go, GoFundMe if you search for his name. Uh, there's the Brooklyn Bail Fund, uh, which you can also find to help people protesting in New York City. There's the Black Visions Collective in Minnesota, which is run by... Uh, queer and trans black folks uh, who are doing work on the ground to support protesters. There's the North Star Health Collective also operating in Minnesota with medics, medics on the ground providing health care uh, for protesters at the scene. There's a Louisville Community Bail Fund for folks in Louisville who are protesting both the murder of George Floyd and the murder of Breonna Taylor. There's the Columbus Freedom Fund for protesters that are protesting in Columbus support their bail. Uh, and we also feel pretty strongly that we're not the best voices for you to listen to when it comes to this stuff. I'm sure that we could all talk about this for hours on an episode, but um, we are very white voices and we think that the best place for you to learn more is from the proper perspective uh, and to, and so it's our goal to uh, elevate and um, share the black voices in our communities who are really who you should be looking to for guidance on these issues. Um, if you're a listener of our show, one of those great voices in the gaming space is spawn on me hosted by Khalif Adams. Uh, he did a wonderful, had a wonderful panel on his episode this week, um, which you can find on podcast apps probably next week. But if you go to twitch.tv slash spawn on me, you can find the VOD of that episode. Now uh, it was Khalif himself, he had blessing from kind of funny on, uh, he had cam Hawkins, who is a great content creator. Uh, he had Paris from gamer tag radio, zombie kills. Who's an awesome, uh, streamer and Pikachu Lita, who is also a great streamer. And we think we highly encourage you to go give that episode a listen because it's very important and it puts all these, uh, issues into a perspective that we could never do. So with that, uh, we want to bring some fun and normalcy into your weekend. We know this is a rough weekend for a lot of people, so hopefully some regular game talk might be able to do that. So we have our regular episode. Hello and welcome to episode 123 on May 30th, 2020 of Gaming Fix. I'm your host, Andre Cole, 
aka your partner's favorite home appliance. I am joined today by Alex. I don't know what my favorite home appliance is. No, no not yours, your partner's. I know. But, well, Whoa. Aren't all, aren't, aren't, don't we all have partners in ourselves too? Yeah, I mean, your 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 internal partner. That's true. Oh, Allison. I don't know what my internal partner's favorite home appliance is. Uh, I just got an air fryer slash uh, toaster oven for my birthday, and that seems like it's going to be pretty neat. So yeah, everybody's talking about air fryers these days. Just, they they are. Yeah, but mine. Yeah, mine's mine's pretty legit. It's like it's like basically a ca- my on my countertop, and it's like like a like a little convection oven on my countertop, and I really like it. So I, I I'm excited the, to use it. The company I work for um, also happens to sell air fryers because one of the the manufacturers we sell. Um, turns out when you when you work in internet retail, I'm not going to say exactly where I work, uh, but when you work in internet retail. Um, Internet retailers sell a lot of different things because you have mm. manufacturing partners who are like, hey, we have 1,200 air fryers extra this production cycle. Do you want them? And you and, go, yeah, okay. And you go, if they're cheap, and then you sell them on Amazon uh, with a new storefront that you make that is huh. <laughs> tied to. And then that storefront suddenly becomes a major part of your business and no one knows about it. <laughs> oh, I had, uh, okay. I'm surprised, but okay. Anyway, um, maybe we maybe we know where Allison got her air fryer now. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, uh, we sell a very specific brand of air fryer. Yeah, no. I doubt it's this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they yeah. haven't sponsored us, so I'm not going to say the brand, but it's pretty okay. well known brand. Uh, so. Also, that is, that is Pat, who so rudely interjected before his turn. I know. I just had to get on the air fryer train because I get excited about air fryers, and now everybody else is excited about them too. My favorite you know, Emil appliance. from Bon Appetit. He's never excited about the air fryer. Well, yeah, but that's I feel because, like he's trying to make like legit. Yeah, I was. That's because he would like he would find like a special oil that actually gets heated up by the sun and creates like slow fried delicious things over like days of being in a chamber in your backyard or something. Like, I don't got time for that. Yeah, you just want Cora's real fast. For what it's worth, I want a deep fryer personally. I respect the air fryer game, but I'm I want right. I well, want. yeah. For, for me, it's like mostly like you know, heating up a full oven to cook me like a single serving of thing. Oh, cook okay. me, yeah. <laughs> to cook a single <laughs> pizza pocket. No, right. I well, get it. Like like a single like serving of like say fish or something. It's nice to have something where I yes. can like. Kind of easier. Air fryers are both better for you and much more convenient for me. There's something about the like action of dropping a basket of fries in a fryer. I'm just like, "Mm, I need to have that someday. Someday I will have that in my life again. Like uh, my parents have an air fryer too. And like they've, they've made quite a bit of like really good stuff in it. But also there's, it's like not the same as like you can't you can't make fryer. fried chicken in an air fryer like there are just some things that just it doesn't work right yeah because of but like the way it cooks is just not right that you can make i'm sure you can make great things in an air fryer but right you, it's just it's gotta, just not the same no yeah that's true exactly you gotta work within your means <laughs> and, Anywho, uh, it's i don't know man air fryer uh, chat <laughs> Yeah, this That's is our new podcast. 
for air uh, gaming air fryer. You know, I bet podcast. there's not a lot of podcasts about <laughs> kitchen like uh, like appliances. Oh, I bet there are. I mean, I'm sure that they exist. I just bet like like I'm saying we could corner the market. Yeah, if you start a if you start a gaming podcast, there's like thousands of gaming podcasts. Oh yes, but, yeah. We're- but I bet there's only like a half dozen appliance podcasts. All right, appliance fix. Let's do it. Yeah. And oh, then we could get people to send us appliances to review. I'll come at you with my review of my new refrigerator in the coming weeks. Perfect. You should publish it on the website. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Oh, man. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tempt me. I'm serious. I'm, I'll start reviewing the appliances in my apartment, but they all suck. So, uh, hey, it's, you got to start somewhere. That's the other thing about, about getting like countertop thing. That's really nice is that it's like, I can't really replace i can't replace my stove or my uh oven yeah. or my fridge because i live in a rented apartment yeah but hey here's a brand new shiny thing that i can take come to japan me. where your apartment comes with nothing you have to provide your own light fixtures <laughs> so, so weird. interesting yeah that's my kitchen my kitchen and my bathroom had lights but no other room in my apartment had lights it's a it's just a apartment renting no culture in the either. u.s is, is pretty singular from from what i have seen from going to other places maybe it's similar in canada i'm not sure but i know like when i was in in france someone talked about how they like they they owned they had an apartment um like beautiful apartment, like overlooking the river. And I was like, wow, what's the rent there? And they were like, rent because they own the apartment. <laughs> cause that's how <laughs> it works. There is you. Yeah. People yeah. don't buy houses obviously. Cause that city is yeah. a thousand years old more than that. Yeah. That's- yeah. It's, it's very weird and it's very like, I don't know, like the whole American, like you can't, change anything otherwise they'll be mad and steal your entire deposit it's very yeah. it's very interesting that's a yeah. way to put it you know what else is interesting games? video games <laughs> they uh, certainly are interesting sometimes uh like this video game sludge life yeah that allison has been playing yeah so it came out this past week um it's uh, basically, uh, it was released by, um, some devs and then also, I, I, I don't know if it was developed or, uh, just, uh, released by Devolver Digital, um, which if you've played the game, you're kind of like, it. yeah, this is Devolver. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's either on the Switch or going to be on the Switch, but it's also, uh, on the Epic Game Store on PC and it's free for an entire year so if you uh if you like the sound of that like of this like go get it for free because it's 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 an interesting game it's very weird it's it's extremely extremely weird basically it's got a cat with two buttholes i know and i haven't seen the cat so what is the game? I mean, you've already sold me with the cat with two two buttholes, but what's the rest? Yeah, of it? no, I was like, what? I'm like, what else do you want, Alex? That sounds like it's perfect. Yeah, for you. I mean, it's pretty no. much there. So basically, you're uh, uh, a um, graf- uh, graffiti artist slash tagger on a um, on and basically in a world where you're it's the ground is basically covered like with this kind of sludge, hench sludge life. 
and you're going around and you tag everything kind of exploring this this entire area and you start kind of see things about it like i i don't i played a couple i play like an hour or two uh the other day and it's it's hard to know what slash if the story or how it is it's how i because I, there, I know there's multiple endings but i really haven't seen it yet anything like that yet because so far it's mostly like you are exploring an island and or like like i don't know even know if it's an island but like you're exploring all these like things that are coming out of the sludge and finding places where you can graffiti things and it's just very extremely weird like 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 I was exploring like an apartment building and I open I'm going into an apartment and there's just a giant baby what? and you're just like what? <laughs> yes at one point at one point I ate All a CPS. banana slug and I did and nothing happened but I was just like what did I do? But then I okay. also at one point ate a, ate a, a mushroom in game, and that turned into an experience. Hell yeah! So okay. uh, this game sounds rad. This game is really rad. <laughs> so the one thing that I would say is that's my only only complaint is a, a, a big a big portion of the game's actual gameplay is basically a first person platformer, mm. which. Uh, is not the my favorite genre, like, and I don't know if it does it quite great. Um, it's it's not it's the stakes are pretty low. Um, worst absolute worst case scenario, uh, if you fall and die, is that you wake up in a hospital and that's it. But and then you walk out and there's no real consequences. Mm-hmm. But it's. It made me feel a little bit like disoriented when I was playing it, uh, and I'm I'm sure that the kind of surreal atmosphere didn't really help. Sure. Uh, so it's it, it, it was it's it's something that I really would like to get it back in and finish, but it's it's gameplay is kind of like it feels kind of at at certain like once you get to get a lot of the kind of more obvious places that you can graffiti stuff. It feels kind of like you're fighting against the gameplay to yeah. get the rest of the game. I feel like first person flat- platforming is one of the most hit or miss yeah. things in video games as like a whole because it's so there's so much bad first person platforming out there. Yeah, and I don't think this is necessarily the worst, but it's not the best. Um I definitely I'm adding it to the list of I found out about these off peak games, which are like these really weird art games. Um, yeah, that are on Steam. Um, and I never actually have played through jazz punk before. So I'm kind of like, oh. oh, I need to. I, yeah, I've never played I'm, through it, too, but I really want I should. I've seen most of jazz punk from watching people play it. So I'm, I'm very familiar with it. But I, like I definitely am. am and kind of planning on going on like an evening kick of short, weird ass, 
indie art games. Um, yeah. I dig that aesthetic for sure. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's what it really um, is above and below the best part of Sludge Life. So even if like the idea of uh, first person platforming, uh, first person uh, 3D platforming isn't necessarily your cup of tea, which like I don't. I don't know if it's even mine, even though I liked uh, Mirror's Edge quite a bit. But, um, you know, I, I think it's still totally worth it to play, especially as kind of like an art, weird indie art piece. Yeah. So it, it's it's totally worth it. But, um, well, it's also worth it because you can get it for free now. So that certainly helps. But it, it, it's a really interesting game. It, it, has, it has very much a kind of grimy kind of, um kind of lo-fi aesthetic that's very appealing to yeah, yeah it's, it's it's very interesting it reminds me of like somewhere between uh jazz punk like you were saying and ape out mm mhm yeah and and you know like in the 90s when there was a very like like there's a very specific 90s like especially like for like kids media of like Ah, this is disgusting kind of aesthetic. Sure, like, yeah. like it feels kind like it's of kind of going for that. Totally. Yes, it has that look for sure. Hmm. Also, weirdly, a little bit like Jet Set Radio. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the graffiti definitely helps that, but it's totally yeah. Rocco's okay. modern Jet Set, jet set, jet set Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Got is that? Name. Did you just come up with the title uh, for this episode? That's a. That's a. Can, can you? Just just think for a second. Do uh-huh. you if you had to get rid of either Rocco's Modern Life or Jet Set Radio, which one would you get rid of? Jet Set I Radio. Feel like, really? I, I um It's a toss up for me. I never I have never actually played Rocco. Jet Set Radio, so and I really loved Rocco's Modern Life as a kid and Those are I, two great so. things. There's someone is making I don't I Maybe it's not like a jet set radio, but it's a rollerblading game that looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's definitely it's inspired by for sure. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I don't know. Uh, but I've either. only played like the, the tutorial of jet set because like the PC port wasn't playing nice with my controller and it just yeah. felt, or maybe it just it, feels bad to play. <laughs> it's not you, great now. <laughs> are you thinking of neon tail? Yes. I think it was Maybe. neon neon tail, if I'm remembering right. That that uh, very possibly is it out? No. Yes. Oh, it came out. <laughs> it came out last year. <laughs> it's got positive on Steam. Uh, I saw it at uh, do, do, what's the the, the uh, Bit Summit. I saw mm. it at Bit Summit, and it looked pretty sweet. But it was like I didn't realize it was almost done. So yeah, neon tail. Maybe I should check that out. Or okay, well, maybe you should check out Sludge Life. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, but that's free. So yeah, yeah. oh okay, no, it's in early access. Neon Tails in early access. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, but disaster, it's, huh? I, I I am a big proponent of like check out indie games that are like indie art games. So I definitely recommend checking it out, especially uh, since it just has just a kind of a very unique vibe to it that. I don't know if other games really have. So cool, cool. Uh, what about the other thing you've been playing? Uh, I played a, a lot, and I'm kind of ashamed at how much uh, Bravely Default this past week. <laughs> um, 
So I uh, briefly, uh, I, I was looking through my apartment and I dug out my uh, 2DS. Um, I have a, a the 2DS, uh, new 2DS. So it's the oh. one that has the kind of clamshell. Oh, so not the slab? Not the slab. <laughs> No, I, I I had a slab. yeah no I had a I had a regular 3ds XL but then I got this one because it was the new three the new 2ds and also I really just don't use the 3d I, like didn't really use it so uh, upgrading to this was not a bit bad thing but um yeah so I'm very interested in Bravely Default two which is coming out sometime um. And uh, I realized I had only played a really l- very little of the orig- of the first Bravely Default um, back uh, back in the day. So I decided to pull it out and have been playing it quite a bit, and I've gotten v- very into it. And I'm honestly just been really surprised by it um, in that the. St- Story and the characters are a lot more interesting than I think I originally assumed they would be. Um, because there is a very, like, interesting kind of uh, very pertinent message of kind of systemic uh, oppression of people. And there's, it's very, it's very, very um, interesting just how specific they're going to get with uh discussing things like capitalism and and you know uh like other kind of systems like that so it's it's very good i'm good and i'm really interested to see where it goes um i'm uh <coughs> playing it on normal and i don't know how hard this game is for other people but a couple of the Bosses have been really difficult, but uh, I think that a lot of it is is really like you have to be really strategic when it comes to um, like figuring out builds and when you're figuring out actual combat. So that's been pretty fun to explore. Um, I don't know if I like the oh since it was the same team as uh, Octopath Traveler and I'm the Octopath Traveler defender of this podcast uh i don't know if i quite like i feel like the overarching story is maybe better than that than octopath but i really liked the characters and kind of individual stories in octopath and i I think i liked the gameplay systems better in octopath but it's it's still it's scratching a similar itch so i'm very happy about that Cool. Is, is this your first time playing it, or did you actually play it? Like I played like a couple hours of it, uh, mm. uh, but I didn't really get very far. It's interesting because part of the reason that I Octopath's like character individual character stories I would totally agree are better than the the way that Bravely Default Bravely Default has a more traditional JRPG mm-hmm. method of storytelling, and I think one of I think the Cool. The thing I like most about Octopath, having only played like halfway through it, although I should play it because it's a good bike switch game, um, is uh, is better. Like I like that 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 method of delivery. Uh, but it's interesting you say that because uh, part of the reason that I think I bounced off of Octopath a little bit 
was because I liked the gameplay mechanics in Oct- in uh, mm. Bravely Default so much that when I got to Octopath, I was kind of like, oh, this doesn't have quite the same. It doesn't feel didn't feel as dynamic, I guess, to me. Mm, interesting. Um, so it, it would be interesting to, to, to look at them both back to back again. Yeah, because um, I haven't really played Octopath in a very long time. So it might be interesting to kind of pull that up on my switch. Um, and I haven't either. Cause so I'm, I'm not, I might, I'm remembering that feeling, but I could be misremember. I may, it may not have been as justified, uh, but I remember Octopath having a much more traditional sort of JRPG combat system where it was like, you have your, your, you're doing magic and pressing attack and stuff. And something about the way that bravely defaults, um, like, I don't know if stances is the right word, but like the way that you that that the flow of combat in that game is feels a little more dynamic than a lot of JRPGs to me. Octopath does have like kind of a, uh, you know, you build up. Like there's like meter. Yeah. 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 And I, 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 I really liked um, it, especially closer. Like I liked it throughout, but. When you start being able to figure out really specific kind of combos between all of the characters, I, I feel like that was really sure. satisfying in a way that um, I know that you can start doing that in Bravely Default, but I don't know if I, I'm maybe there yet. Um, and I feel like there a, a lot of the um, uh, kind of enemy... Strengths and weaknesses was a lot more yeah. prominent in Octopath, which I thought was was interesting, especially when some of the enemies started kind of playing with that as a, you know, like like some of the bosses would kind of cycle through weaknesses. And, and I, I don't think I yeah. went deep enough on Octopath to really get to that. Point yeah. Either, so, I think yeah. Whereas um, I, I there's certainly an, like some of that in here, but also when it comes to weaknesses, there might be enemies where it's like a bot a boss where it's like i don't know it doesn't have weaknesses you just kind of have to brute force it sure. which uh I, th- I think the kind of uh draw like like octopath where you can kind of you know break down their defenses and then uh then then that's when all of you attack and like you kind of that rhythm of it it's it's different uh, like i think that there's definitely a rhythm of it in here Especially with some of the bosses, because there's one that was that I had to, like to retry a couple of times, um, where where you just have to time your attacks. Different, it's just different. Yeah. So, uh, but it's still kind of scratching a similar itch, and I, I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Also, I feel like the the thing that's very weird, like on a kind of a different note about Bravely Default, is that, uh. Man, the vibe of the game is so kind of different than totally. the art style. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's a very dark, like serious, <laughs> like brutal kind of world and, yeah, and story and, for sure. And and you're like, wait, like, like you realize, like I realized kind of midway through, I was like, hang on, these characters that you're defeating, they're straight up dead. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and There's like, no like. KO'd or like, yeah. Oh, we're not. They're like, you are murdering. Well, murdering like, is you're on the right side, but right. But at the same time, you're kind of like, like, like they're talking about like, oh, this character was straight up assassinated, and 
Yes. Like, like you get all this stuff, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, these are like, like, these look like anime children. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was so part of why I ended up connecting with, like, what I played. I actually didn't finish Bravely Default, but I played most of the way through it. Uh, and part of why I played it as long as I did um, is because of how compelling a lot of that stuff is. So, yeah, you have, like, this chibi art style, and it's like, oh, no, they killed the Vestal of Water. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? This feels not, the not cute, like, like what? Not like what the mage. art yeah. of the game sold me. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't think is a bad thing, but it was just very interesting when I'm like, wait, wait, what are we? This yeah. is this is get this is uh this isn't pulling punches, which has been kind of fun. Totally, it's a series I've not approached, but I'm but Bravey Default Two coming to Switch. Maybe I'll check it out. It would be great if they would port the first one to Switch, even if they didn't change anything about like. They don't need to do a like Xenoblade update to it, I don't think, because its art style is such that, you know, if you could port it to the biggest work would be the resolution change, I think. Um, yeah. From there, like if you could just like kind of do a little bit of UI work to make it work and just put it out for 30 or 40 dollars or something, that would be. Or even just cool. put like have a double pack of Bravely Default and Bravely Second sure. and full 60 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because I would play Bravely Default. I mean, I won't. Let's be honest. But I, w- <laughs> in theory, would, would play Bravely it. Default again because I like that game a lot. <laughs> you would consider it at least. Totally. Go. I would buy it. Time. I would buy it. That's for sure. But yeah, would I play it. Ah! I'm about twenty something hours in, um, and uh, not really slowing down. So I don't know it's if a long I'll play. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially since I know I, I I vague I don't know the story, but I vaguely know that there's that it's longer than you might think. Um, so I don't know if I'll pick up a, uh, a play uh, bravely bravely second right after this, but uh, especially since I uh, may have impulse bought uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for Switch. So, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying my time with it and anything that gives me even even though they're very different, like some of those Octopath vibes, I, I'm, sure. I'm pro. You can tell they were made by the same studio. Right, right, right. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's good that they're it's kind of interesting, oh. though, that they that they made it that like you can tell that they're made by the same team, but also that they didn't just kind of like sit on their on this game and go mm, we made a good thing let's just keep going like yeah, that they decided to try and do something different totally all right well that's all very exciting and hopefully your journey through bravely default continues to be a pleasant one and bravely default 2 ends up being good it's supposed mm-hmm. to be out sometime this year is the demo still available i think so i okay. don't know because like with octopath they did like a limited time thing i believe yeah yeah but especially since they're still they're doing the same thing with uh bravely default 2 as they did with octopath where they're using feedback to kind of help uh that's such a cool trend too yeah we're, we're i don't know how much studio so it makes sense <laughs> yeah i don't know how much it actually but like the damon x machina studio did that too and it's it mm-hmm. seemed like in that case it actually was in a, in a, I don't want to say saved, but in a way, it's what made that game like 
pretty good is because mm-hmm. the demo they put out had a lot of issues and then they took a lot of feedback and the final game ended up being great. So, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's really interesting that they're, that, you know, they're, they're using that as a kind of a positive, not only with just, Hey, we're putting out demos so that other people can get interested in the game, but also use it as a positive for development. So I yeah. think that's, that's good. It's yep. interesting that it's not Nintendo necessarily doing it but it's games on nintendo consoles which often have like the worst like online and (laughs) it's not necessarily like the online stuff is necessary for this stuff but it's like very critical to this is getting the demo out and nintendo tends to kind of botch their community stuff yeah yeah but i I think uh, so it's interesting seeing that that being the forefront the switch being the forefront of this like we're to put out this demo six months a year in advance and get feedback on it whereas normally with beta tests on like ps4 xbox pc it's like oh yeah we're i mean we're checking out like netcode to make sure that the servers don't explode and kind of work at least a little bit once the day one numbers die down. Well, uh, with a lot of games and other uh, consoles too, you have the, okay, we'll release it. And then if there's issues that we find out through releasing it, we'll patch it later, which doesn't necessarily is not, I'm trying to think, I don't think Nintendo really ever does that very much. They, they tend to just really, they want to be like, okay, we put out a game at release that, works i mean there might still be some patches and performance adjustments and things but you know they're not going to completely adjust the game after Mm -hmm. launch so that might be part of it too but but yeah but i mean like uh, this is square enix right yeah Yeah. so So it's not yeah it's not nintendo developed but i i I don't know it's yeah it's just interesting that the switch is the forefront of that yeah, because the switch uh, is not the forefront of a lot of things. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we're on this uh, JRPG uh, moment, Pat, you, I think you briefly mentioned Xenoblade. Yeah, a bit ago, I picked up Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition um, just because I was like, eh, you know, I kind of want to check it out and play it. Um, I liked. I played the original. Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm one of the weird people that, while I I absolutely understand why everybody loved the 3DS so much, I just never connected with that console in the same way. Um, so I prefer the Switch. Like anytime I can play a game on the Switch instead, there's certainly games that I just was like, I don't really want to play this on this machine. Which Xenoblade was one of those because it's kind of a it's a single player MMO really, um, and that was just like the UI was too much for me to deal with on the, the 3DS and was felt like a barrier. So I pick it up on, on uh, switch and um, playing the first hour again, like the combat's cool. It's very much that single player MMO. You start battles and everyone draws their weapons and then you walk up and then they start auto attacking and then you select abilities on a hot bar that you D pad through. And that's like the way that game works. It has really deep, um, interaction between the characters in your party. There's lots of different states that you can put enemies in that you can exploit with other characters, which is very cool. Um, and so I think it's cool in that respect. The one thing about it, though, an hour in is like I did the opening part and fought a few battles and then you go into the first town and I think I spent of my hour playing 
while exercising, I spent like a half hour of it walking around picking up quests. Um, yeah, that's how I got they are, too. <laughs> they are quests. They are quests like, I lost my key to my apartment. Could you find it? And then you go to the exclamation point on the map in the city, and there's a collectible there, and you pick it up, and then it says quest complete. Uh, and you don't even go back and turn it in. It's just like you found this person's wow. key. There was now one you character can go that break was into like their apartment. There was one character. It was like this weird little puffy cat thing that I talked to, and they literally were like, "I've lost it. I can't sleep without it." And I got a quest, and the description was like, "Find the thing that helps them sleep." And then I walked down the street and around a corner and picked up a bauble, and then it was like quest complete, done. <laughs> What? Was, I was like, "What are we doing here?" It's a different, different <laughs> time there for was, game design. I have quests. There's one guy who you talk to, and I talk to him, and he's like, "Oh, there's some of these these crabs on the beach outside of town. They're gonna hurt some kids. Could you go fight them?" And it's like, "Kill five crabs." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And then he still has an exclamation point, and then he's like, "Oh, there's some bats on on uh, near this cave outside of town. They're gonna hurt some kids. Could you go fight them?" And it's like, kill four bats. And then he's still got the exclamation point. It's like, oh, there's some rabbits outside of town. They're really they're really bothering the crops. Could you go kill some of them? Oh, man. And it's just, I like talked to him four times to get all of his go kill the generic enemies around the town quests. So oh. It sounds like we're very similar. In that, like you see an exclamation point in the game and you're like, yeah, just leave that alone. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that's how I play games. But I definitely, I think like the combat is good and I'm not actually trying to condemn the game too hard because i think like the 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 concept of the world is literally a titan from ages past that is dead and the environments are all parts of its body and shit that's so cool and like the story itself is from what i understand very good um so and and a lot of the side quest stuff you can completely ignore. So if right. you don't care about that, you don't have to engage with all this stuff. But for me playing it, I was like, okay, I have like 37 quests now. <laughs> and they're all like, go to these spots and kill five things or pick up some shit. And it definitely felt like weird, like very like, oh, this really is a single player MMO. And it's not just as, like when you play World of Warcraft now, it doesn't, they exist, but it's not really there's a lot more story around the quests now. And even if it is ultimately an objective to go kill five bears or something, it it's not as blatantly like one line of dialogue. And then it shows up on your UI. This, this feels almost like a Korean MMO that is in the way that it's like very much a, just like, we don't really have a lot of justification for this, but here's an XP boost. If you spend five minutes doing this thing, um, which is weird. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know. Seems it's 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 the characters are cool. The um, voice acting is a little hit or miss, but when it's a miss, it's funny. So I don't mm. really. It's 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 good. Um, Have like you I seen said, a nude Shulk? Is that a thing? I'm. I mean, you can get him like shirtless and and smash. Uh, I don't know. I've not seen him shirtless yet. I need you to generate a nude Shulk. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. If I see a nude Shulk, I'll. <laughs> I'll, I'll screenshot it for you. I, it's, it's there's like a I think it's an Adult Swim thing. Oh, it's with from Paul Tanner, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Generate a nude tain. I, I just I'm sorry, I, I can't honestly do that. think about him saying nude tain like all the time. 
Like I apparently like Justin McElroy saw Paul Rudd somewhere and he went up and he said, I, I need you to generate me a nude Tain. And he just stared at him and he said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. How about a picture of smiling oyster instead? That sounds like I was hoping that sounds like the way that Paul Rudd would respond. Uh, that, that makes me really happy. Paul, Paul Rudd is one of my favorite actors. Uh, and I've always gotten the impression that he's just a total weirdo in a, in a pretty benign way. And yeah. uh, that makes me glad that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pat, just a quick question. Uh, did you ever play uh, Dragon Age of the Inquisition? Yes, not enough. I, that's one of those gaps that I should go back and fill because I yeah. like Dragon Age hey. some of, a lot, actually. Some, because some of I these, the ways that you describe these quests very, like, kind of remind me of when you start getting yeah. out into the field and yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition and you're like, oh, here's a thousand things to do. Frankly, I think from what I played, I played like one zone of Dragon Age Inquisition. I think Dragon Age Inquisition might handle some of that stuff a little better. Uh, <laughs> just in terms of like that game. Dang. Um, <laughs> So like the 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 best the best questing in an MMO is in Guild Wars 2 in my opinion which is um you go to places and stuff is happening there and then through either environmental storytelling or an NPC you learn about what's happening and then you just do the thing there is no like I've accepted this quest it's it's like oh you went to a farm they need help picking apples they need help dealing with pests and they need help like to set traps and they need help killing these worms and any three of those actions will get you closer to quest completion. And it's then you just do it. And then when you do it, it's done. You don't have to talk to anybody at any point to like do dialogue. So like this is kind of the opposite end of that um, where you're talking to people. But at least you don't have to go back and turn them in most of the time. Yeah, it's it, mostly it feels like weird to me because it's like, why is this even here? What's the po- like? I got 400 experience for talking to a lady who wanted me to bring a casserole to her grandson or cookies or something to her grandson. And then I walked to the other side of town and talked to him and he went, Oh, grandma's cookies. These are great. Thanks. What? And then that's it. Like I, that's the stuff that I'm just like, why, what are we doing? Why do we do this? Uh, what's the point? Um, so I think that's the, the thing that's weird to me, at least in dragon age, it felt like more like, they were tools to help you get gear and level up if you needed. Yeah. I just know that that was the thing that that has kept me from actually finishing that game. Um, sure. it's, it's something that I really want to go finish eventually. Um, but I, I, I know it was it, some of those quest uh, designs are what made me go mm, like kind of bounce off of that game. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to me with, uh, um, with Xenoblade. With Xenoblade, one of the great things that they increased included in this, and then we can move on, um, is there's a casual mode and an expert mode. Mm. Both of them, um, I don't remember exactly what they do, but they basically make it so that if you're behind the leveling curve, you don't have to grind by playing casual mode. And if you're ahead of the leveling curve, because you did a bunch of side quests, expert mode basically like caps, brings your level down to whatever you're fighting so mm. that you're not, it's not super easy. So, there's a lot of tools in there to so that you can ignore a lot of that side shit. I just can't do that. And no, I'm bad at that too. I wanted this game as a as as a fairly mindless thing. Um, well, I wanted this game to be something that I can treat as very mindless if I'm in the mood for mindless, or play through the story if I'm in the mood to pay more attention and actually have dialogue and stuff. So it's fine. I'm not really complaining. I just think if 
you need to know going in what Xenoblade is, I think, because right. I think a lot of the the discourse around that game is and the reviews and stuff are like, oh, this brilliant JRPG. It is a single player ass MMO. And that's what you're getting. So you should know that if before you spend the money, I think. Um, and if you know that and that's what you want, then you'll be very happy with it. I think if you want a phenomenal JRPG and haven't played Dragon Quest uh, on Switch, that is the one that one's maybe a more um, like. That that may be a thing that 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 someone who's like, I haven't played a JRPG in a long time. What should I get? I would probably say the Dragon that Dragon Quest Switch is better. Yeah, it's probably more of like a quintessential kind of JRPG too. Um, yeah, I think Xenoblade certainly has some reverence attached to it. Oh, it, do- it certainly does. But like, if you're going like, I want to play the most JRPG type JRPG. Yeah, it's it's hard to go wrong with something like Dragon Quest, whereas like, Xenoblade adjusts the formula a bit. Yes. I also have heard that the add-on content that they put at the end of Xenoblade for those who have played it already, or if you're playing it for the first time, you get to it at the end. It's about 20 hours long, the the mm. epilogue, which is great. That's a lot of content and it cuts all that fat out. It's all like, it's all narrative story stuff. There's no, there's not like bloated side content and you just go mm. like A to B to C and it's, and so they, they, they clearly, <laughs> understand that a lot of that stuff is a little dated at this point. Huh. I, I was kind of dismissive of it. And I don't know if the, 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 um, the side stuff necessarily has me on board, but maybe, maybe I'll check it out. I played Xenoblade Chronicles two, but hearing that it's different, like considerably from Xenoblade one, yeah, maybe. Maybe the combat in Xenoblade one is really cool. Like the fact that you have like, Oh, this person needs to stagger them. Then this character needs to, um, need, needs to, to, to do a, a topple attack. And then this character needs to do a day's attack that's, all that that's, stuff. There's, it, there's a lot of that in Xenoblade two. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I don't know from what I understand, it's just people tend to like it better in the first mm-hmm. game and that the combat's a little more deep, but, um, I didn't, I only played a few hours of Xenoblade two also. That's one I've, eventually want to play again but it's kind of waiting because this one's out i I think i put in like 40 hours into xenoblade 2 and i i don't know how far into that game i am or anything Uh, yeah but it's hard to know there's like it's like a gotcha game in in a lot of ways which is yeah that stuff is not in the in the first one okay that that kind of did more appealing as far as i know I could be wrong, so don't don't. I mean, yeah. I'm I, I I hadn't haven't played that deep into it, but I don't. I know what you're talking about in Xenoblade Two. I'm pretty sure none of that's in the first game. Yeah, and um, that's kind of what made me bounce off of it. So I'm kind of I'm I'm interested in giving Xenoblade uh like OG Xenoblade Chronicles a, a chance. Uh, I think you'll probably like it. Yeah. yeah, I really want. Um, hopefully, I don't know if they will, but if they they should port Xenoblade Chronicles X from Wii U to Switch. Unfortunately, uh, but the last I saw, Takahashi said that they don't have any plans to, and that it would be a it. huge effort because it's it. the Wii U is very different from the Switch or something, and like porting that game would be really difficult and stuff. So that's they're cowards. I still have yeah. because I still have my Wii U, but the biggest the biggest fault I had was Xenoblade Chronicles X was that the UI was just hot garbage. Um, like, the text size was absurdly small. 
and you couldn't adjust it at all. Put it on which, a smaller screen. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so it was just like I like you're. It was just very hard to play yeah. because of that. So I was I I was like, man, it'd be really nice if they ported it to Switch and like adjusted that issue. But I don't know. Who knows? This was all stuff from a couple of years ago. So, so um, we'll see. It, it could it could be that 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 stance has changed. Okay. Well, uh, next up on our list, watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Oh, here she comes. She's a man eater. Yes. Uh, the title of the game is absolutely a direct reference to the song for sure. Actually. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause it's uh, the whole thing is about like killing about, about a lady shark eating people. I mean, the subtext of the song, not as much. It's not about a lady shark. Like, but maybe it should be lady mm. shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I'll, so I'll try to talk pretty briefly about man eater also, because it's, um, it's, uh, I haven't played a t- super ton of it. I played a couple hours, but, um, it's a open world, RPG action RPG that um, weirdly is very much a Dark Souls kind of game. Um, play as a shark. Which, yeah, you play as a shark. The opening is very gruesome. You get an abilities with a with a shark, and then this bad guy who has like a thick Cajun accent. It's all set in um, like the bayou kind of, and then the 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 ocean around in the Gulf. Um, and this guy with like a thick Cajun accent captures you and then guts the shark and then pulls out a baby shark from inside of the mom shark and then is like taunting the and cuts the also slices uh, the baby shark and then one of the people on his boat are like what are you doing and he's like I'm marking her that way I'll know when she grows up and I go to hunt her I'll know that she's the one that I pulled out of the shark basically. And it's just real fucked up. And then you bite his hand off or the baby shark bites his hand off. And then he throws the baby shark in the water. And then that's where the game starts with you as the baby shark. Um, so the whole concept is like early on anyway, is that you're like, you're, you're killing and eating fish to level up um, and then get older. So like at this point I'm a teen shark. Um, and it's uh, it it's it's a it's a it's 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 very fun. It's a fun game to move around in. The the controls are actually really good for the most part in terms of like moving around in a three D space. Um, and that's really what makes it interesting is that it's a Dark Souls game, but it's also one where you're floating around in the water. So it's all Echo the Dolphin. Movement. Yeah, totally. Echo the it's like you're a, a villain in Echo the Dolphin. Uh, <laughs> And so early on, the objectives, it's Dark Souls, but then it's combined with like a Ubisoft open world sensibility where you open the map and it's like there's like 40 objectives and it's all like, oh, find these collectibles and these landmarks and and hunt this this enemy here and hunt this enemy here and kill kill a certain number of fish here, Uh, which I enjoy the kind of. For me, it's it's cathartic to just clear those objective lists, yeah. even though that's not particularly deep. Um, and the combat itself actually is pretty solid in that regard. Uh, early on, you fight alligators because you're in the swamp, and they're 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 hard. I was like 
yelling at the screen and like, am I doing something r- wrong? Is this supposed to be this hard? Cause it says I have to kill this alligator and I keep dying. Uh, and it's just hard. The thing that that game though desperately needs is, uh, there's no lock on mechanic, hmm. which is, um, less awful than you would think for a game, a dark souls game in a 3d space, because the controls are quite precise when you're underwater and weirdly work like super well. There's enough, there's sort of a like attach to a degree where when you push the attack button, if you're looking at something, it does a good job of going, you want to attack this thing. Um, so that stuff all works. The problem is that you do a, you, you go between swimming around underwater and then doing what's called knifing. That's what they call it, where you're on the surface of the water. And when you're, knifing the camera like has popped up above the water and um you can't even look underwater because the idea is like this is how you're interacting with the environment above water so like eating people for example and this is how you get the ridiculous like physics stuff of like the shark jumping out of the water and sliding around on the beach uh which is very funny the problem is to get there's no button press to go into knifing you just swim to the surface and then to get back underwater, you have to push a dive button. And so what happens in shallower areas when you're fighting these alligators, for example, is you're like dodging them and it's a really intense fight. And then you end up on top of the water and then you can't see that where the alligator is. So you're just like mashing the dodge button and desperately hammering the dive button to get back underwater. And that feels imprecise and like you're not really in control. And I didn't like that. I don't like that so much. Um but that's really my only major gripe with the game so far uh, is that it really could use a lock on where you're basically like disabling the knifing mode where you're focusing underwater. Um, and if it had that, I would be even more into it. It's really interesting because like all of the marketing that came out for this game or that I saw at least like trailers, etc. They came across as very uh, arcadey. Like it, mm-hmm. it like uh, yeah. the thing that came to mind when I saw it was like it basically looked like Carmageddon, but you're a shark. So, um, Sharkmageddon, shark. Yeah, same. Yeah. But but like hearing all of what you're talking about, it's like that sounds way deeper and actually more like well thought out than just a purely arcadey kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I assumed like just looking at you know what I saw of footage and stuff that it was more arcadey, but it it sounds interesting. And you have like basic, like you pull a trigger and you attack. And if you hold the trigger down, if the enemy you're attacking is smaller than you, you can actually hold it in your jaws. And then you can like push left bumper and you'll tail whip it into something else and use it as a projectile and stuff. And and okay. then there's like tail whip attacks that are like CC attacks that knock enemies around you back and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely like trying to 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 go for that more methodical combat um and you know enemies flash when they're about to attack you and then you dodge them and then they're vulnerable that kind of thing um can can the shark fat roll no well i don't know Uh, there's no gear obviously (laughs) but Uh, the the shark does upgrade yes so as you get pretty interesting ways yeah so you get um different kinds of dna when you eat things and what? then you spend those points. I will say early on, it's very shallow in terms of like upgrades. And I don't, 
I don't it's think like that four. that. Yeah, it's it's just like you you just are like upgrading. Like I upgraded my sonar. That's the one thing I've upgraded after a couple of hours. Um, and it's very slow early on to upgrade stuff because I think you have to get to the adult stage before you unlock mm-hmm. the ability to like have any kind of upgrade paths. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's it's one of the it's like thirty dollars. I think it's not 40. a full price forty. Um, and plus, if you act fast, you can use an Epic coupon on it on PC at least, so you can get it for a little bit for ten dollars yeah. off, which is what I did. Um, and for that, I mean, it's fun. It's it's definitely goofy. Uh, um, Chris Parnell does all the um, the narration. Oh my gosh, that sounds kind it's, of great very hit or miss some of the uh, dialogue is he's great his reading his reads are really good some of the da- the writing is like that's stupid it's a lot of puns a lot of shark puns and mm. a lot of like it reminds me of uh destroy all humans a lot mm. which is a game that i i adore destroy all humans but like the, a lot of the writing in that game is terrible and it's kind of got that thing going on and it's also Maneater's framed as being like a Shark Week nature show. Um, and sometimes it's it feels like that framing is like they bleep out curse words, which is <laughs> like it's a mature rated game where you're slaughtering lots of people. And part of me is like, I wonder if it's because your publisher is also very religious and that's why. <laughs> They really wanted you to bleep out the swear words. Uh, so there's a little bit of like weirdness in that way, too. But it's a fun game. And I think it's worth playing if you're looking for something that is. A little deeper than maybe it appeared, but also not. I don't want to imply that it's as difficult or as um, uh, deep as a Souls game either. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to finding out about all the lore uh, that's hidden away in the. What the item descriptions of man eater? One phenomenal choice that they made is uh, the they don't. It's not realistic in terms of what wildlife appears. So early on, there's like a a gar or something, and it's like you might be wondering why there's a there's a, a midwestern lake fish found in the Great Lakes present in this Louisiana bayou. And if you're wondering that, you're thinking way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's fun. It makes me feel like anything could show up uh, and it wouldn't. And, and they're not like locking themselves into the setting, which is kind of funny. Well, I have now purchased man eater during this discussion. I think, I think you will like it. I think you need to set expectations that it's like a $30 yeah. or, you know, $40 game for sure. But I, I think you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's I fun to total, play. I totally thought this was like a follow up to depth, which is the multiplayer shark game. Which is interestingly like the lead designer, yeah, uh, it's like asymmetric swimmers and shark, and I I totally thought this was like related to that. And uh, interestingly, one of the lead designers on Depth, I believe, is one of the lead designers on this game. Uh, hey, um, which you is, get the person mm. who made the shark game to make your shark game. That yeah, makes sense. <laughs> which is interesting. But my understanding is the studio that made this game originally was not part of Tripwire, and then Tripwire acquired mm. them as part of the deal to make this game. Mm. Um, Tripwire being a very strange studio that makes the killing floor games, which I think are awful, but a lot of people like, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. I also very briefly touched on or br- briefly played Minecraft dungeons. That game is definitely arcade Diablo. And if you like, 
if you want that, you should totally pick it up. It is a, it is, it is beautiful and um, plays nicely and is very Diablo like, but I don't really have a ton more to say on it. Short. Uh, <laughs> hey, for games like that, that you're supposed to run a lot, I guess that's yeah. okay. And they've got DLC planned, right? So yeah, it's, it's 20 bucks too, if you don't have game pass. And so, it's not, not like bad. it's expensive and there's Just, three different difficulty mm-hmm. t- tiers. And then within each of those, there's several difficulty like levels. If you're familiar with uh-huh. Diablo, it's sort of like torment difficulties where there's torment 10 and 20 and 30 and it goes on forever. Just um, don't uninstall it from your hard drive. If you're on PC. Yeah. 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 Um, also, it sounds like that game. If you bought, I have game pass, so I just use that. Yeah. If you bought, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. There are a lot of people that it just was like, "Sorry, we don't know for sure that you bought it, so you can't." Yeah, play it. It, <laughs> it's uh, just like wow. this is a like an uncharacter characteristically messy launch for especially like, for s- a Minecraft and like a Microsoft release, like first right, party. It's so small, yeah, yeah. Like the game, it's not. It, it's definitely not a like huge major release in the sense that like this is an example of I think what Microsoft wants to do ga- with Game Pass where they have games of different shapes and sizes coming from the first party studios. Sure. And yeah. um this is clearly that even if you do get into running it at the highest difficulty, I don't think you're going to play this game for more than like a dozen hours. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think kids will though? Cuz like for me, Minecraft is very much a kid series. I think Minecraft, the Minecraft, Minecraft is infinitely more replayable than Minecraft Dungeons. Um, yeah, there's not the same level of creativity in Dungeons. Um, in like at all, there's none it. of the none of the like building stuff or right. information I mean, or in Diablo, character builds are the thing that you can be creative about and and customize for hundreds and thousands of hours. And in Dungeons, though, there's only three gear slots. Like you have a melee weapon, a bow and a piece of, and like an armor set. Um, and it's cool. It's, it's fun. And it's nice that it's simple because it makes it play fast, but yeah, it doesn't have like how many trillions stuff. of damage are you doing with each attack pad? Unfortunately, I only do like 50 damage right now. I don't know how big the numbers get Diablo three though. I Diablo like, three is the better clicker. I numbers go up higher. Three trillion damage in Diablo three. Does it have a better story than Minecraft story mode? I didn't play Minecraft story mode, so I don't know. Is Steve in it? <laughs> no. Uh, it's all about the the illage, the arch illager. What? Honestly, the story is kind of fucked. Like it's this dude wanted to move in with these people in a village and the people were like, no, the implication is like, you have a weird looking nose. So no, cause the illagers all have weird like Muppet noses. Oh yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And 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 so the villagers are like, no, we don't have any room for you. And so the illagers like, oh no, and he like is trying to find a home and then he ends up finding a dungeon and then he finds like an ancient book and becomes this evil villain. And I was like, kind of on the illager side actually. <laughs> uh but then he sends like hordes of skeletons to destroy the village. So mm. that part's not great. The, the illager should move to Japan and teach English where he can hear about how big his nose is every day. Yeah, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I don't want to give the impression it's offensive because no, oh no, not, it's. I, but, I mean, you know, but you know, just knows that's that's speaking from experience. <laughs> the biggest thing I, about dungeons, I hear about my nose a lot. 
Minecraft Dungeons is, is super gorgeous. So if you have Game Pass, I recommend downloading it and just playing a level or two because it's really, really pretty. You're really but don't pretty. uninstall it because it'll delete your hard drive. <laughs> yes, yeah. don't uninstall it. <laughs> I think that's only if you install it to a custom location, but still, I'm not uninstalling it. Yeah, that for people who don't have context, there was an amazing like ticket that was brought up to their support community that was like, hey, I uninstalled the game and it just wiped my hard drive. Oh, and then God. they they issued oh. a, a big alert, being like, "Hey, uh, don't uninstall the game with the uninstaller yet. Let us fix this." This is how you get people to not uninstall your game. It's tied up in Windows Store <laughs> bullshit too. Of like, it's there's a version. If you have Windows Seven, if you don't have Windows Ten, you have Windows Seven or Eight. There's a version that you get that has like a launcher attached to it. Whereas if you have yeah. Windows Ten, the version just launches straight from the Windows Store or the Xbox app. And the Doesn't launcher. it not cross by either? Like play anywhere yep. or whatever it is? No, that's it's the not, biggest. It's not play anywhere. Yeah, it's not. It's not play anywhere, and it also is not cross play. And it doesn't have. Um, you can play couch co op, which would be super fun for this game, but you can't play couch co op with someone online. Which mm. my friends were like, mm. a couple friends of mine got this game because uh, they're. Uh, twin brothers and like the one that lives further away was like oh I can play this with, with my brother and his son um, and was nope. excited about it and then they can't do that because <laughs> you can't have two people on one system and more and, and a person on another system that's what? it's ridiculous yeah, because messy messy yeah mess. yeah it's 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 ridiculous it's all messy in a way that's like I don't think it makes me say you should wait to play it because I mean, whatever, if you're going to play it, play it, but it works fine if you're willing to, if you want to play it by yourself or with someone else on your system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have game pass in five hours, you can pretty much do that. Yeah. I will say I haven't finished it. So that tells if that tells you anything, but that's more because I didn't bring it up because we already talked about it, but I'm playing a lot of Assassin's Creed origins and that game is mm-hmm. good as hell. So yeah. All right. Well, now it, it's your turn, Alex. I know you, you haven't slept much, but if you if you find the energy, you can tell us about your game. I don't know how to sleep. Sleeping is hard, man. Do you guys have any sleeping it, techniques? Apparently, um, I'm not very good at it either. So, <laughs> I you know uh, I count I count sheep. My doctor do is prescribing that. me a thousand dollar piece of equipment to make me sleep. So huh. maybe uh, look into uh, one of those. All right, Sometimes sure. it just doesn't work. Your well, body uh, doesn't doesn't it, do it. If you find something, it's that was supposed to be a segue if, into how I played. If it, found, yeah. <laughs> if you found the the secret to sleeping, <laughs> yeah. Um, have, please tell Alex. Have any of you played or heard of If Found? No. No. Global I have. I haven't played it, but I have heard of it for sure. Yeah, it's. I think I played some of it, maybe on mobile. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, apparently, it showed up at a few shows. Like I think it might have been at a PAX. Um, it's. Oh, it's. Sorry, um, I don't. I'm thinking of something else. Okay. I just pulled it up. Different cool. thing. Yeah. So um, this is an Annapurna game or Annapurna uh, published game. So that's kind of as soon as I hear that name, I'm like, yeah, gonna check that out. Um, and this is. 
for all intents and purposes, it's a visual novel, but not in the traditional sense. Like it's if you think visual novel, you think like lower third of the screen is taken up by text, and then there's mm-hmm. images above that, and you're, that's how you're interacting with the game, and maybe some choices here and there. That's not what this is. Like there's the text shows up all over the screen. You're actually watching like heavy animations of characters interacting and stuff like that. Uh, but you are still doing a lot of reading. You're occasionally making some choices and stuff like that, and. When I saw it in screenshots, my original, my initial reaction was kind of like, the art style's kind of grody and kind of ugly, and like I don't really like it. But let's check it out anyways. When you see it in motion, it's like stunning. Like it's super gorgeous. It's extremely cool, and the way it starts is really strong. Uh, like I almost don't want to spoil it, even though it's like the first two minutes. And if you're watching the video version, you're watching that right now, uh, where you start off with this like super pumping music as a astronaut who's getting sucked into a black hole, and then the rest the of the game, suck. the big suck, big S U C C indeed. But like, and then like you're kind of going through her her memories because her perception of space time is all fucked up, mm-hmm. uh, and you're doing the this you're interacting with it by basically just using an eraser the entire time and like peeling back layers of everything that she's going through. Mm. And it's it's a really cool interaction. And yeah, so like it starts like going to different times of her life, what led her to being a astronaut and stuff and experiences that formed her in relationships and all these kinds of things. And um there's a lot to it that I don't want to give away because it is worth playing. I think uh it's it's a strong game. Uh, the story that it tells is like oddly personal. Like it seems like it came from someone's experiences, and that they kind of use the astronaut trope as a way to, you know, uh, justify some traumas or like put it into a gameplay element that would make it more interesting. But uh, like it, it does come from a pretty dark place. And I should also note this game is like hella, hella fucking Irish. <laughs> like nice. it's, like it yeah. is like extremely so it's um it's it, it even has like a ton of terms that are straight out of like Ireland and stuff and it like actually has like annotations being like uh by the way if if uh <laughs> if you don't know what this means this is what all this stuff means and it's just like I had no idea these were even English well they aren't English but they are words that you use in Ireland so uh very cool in that sense uh there's a lot to it. Again, I want to talk about some aspects of it, but don't want to spoil it. Uh, I'll say that it's a very heavy LGBTQ game that I was not expecting. Um, in the way that it represents some of the characters and stuff, it's really interesting. Uh, the only negative thing I have to say about it is the ending was kind of meh. Like it, it's it's another one of those games that felt like they kind of maybe ran out of time and or budget. Mm. So it seems like it had a more elaborate ending planned, but it. The way it happens, it all just kind of like rushes, and it's just like, okay, now we're getting to the ending. So here's all the stuff that's going to happen. We're not going to explain parts of it. So uh, I think everything prior to that is really, really exceptional, just from a style uh, point, from a from a writing point of view. Just yeah, everything. I think it's a really, really, really worthwhile game to play. Uh, I've added it to a Steam cart. I don't know if I'll buy it yet, but it's on a wish list at least because I've already bought. Maneater and I, I sludge life is yeah, installed I'm, 
Congratulations, everybody. You you brought me three great games <laughs> at least today. Yeah, I'm adding this to my wish list now because I just uh, bought Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, but uh, I definitely would like to play it yeah, at I, some point. If it sounds nothing, really interesting. If nothing else, I would recommend just finding a video of it and watching the first like five minutes just to kind of get a feel for what it looks like because, yeah, in motion, it's just, it's really striking. Well, it's it's recommending it to it's saying it's relevant to me because it is similar to games I played, such as What Remains of Edith Finch, which is um, one of the 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 better games that's come out since we've been doing this show, despite being derided by one particular member who's not here to speak, to, to defend his position today. So I can just say that he's wrong. Yeah, it's a very uh, good game. So anyway, I'll definitely be playing it found if nothing yeah. else it's, for no other reason than to spite Sam. I, it's saying it's I don't know. For some reason it's saying that it's similar to Danganronpa. And I guess it's, it's a visual novel, visual but novel, at the same yeah. time I'm like, huh? I will say I no. <laughs> not similar I don't know to what's I don't I didn't it doesn't sound similar to Danganronpa, but it's just that's what Steam's saying. It's like that's, similar to Danganronpa, and I'm like, for me, it's Life is Strange episode one. And it has that for me too. Yeah, me too. Which I'm not a not a huge Life is Strange fan, so go fuck yourselfie. <laughs> I can't. I I've tried multiple times. Just want to like it. It's the kind of game that I like. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, you should play that game. It's got yeah, it sounds interesting and. I'm excited to see the art, if nothing else, but I think the rest of it sounds good, interesting, too. Yeah. All and right. you can probably finish it in a single sitting if you really wanted to. It's like three-ish hours, four-ish hours, maybe. Cool. Yeah, this does look really cool in motion. Uh, all right. And I love space stuff. Well, mm-hmm. you don't want to talk about this other very vague note you've written here, Alex. No, I've started. Another, I've started another game that is really interesting so far. Um, I'll wait to talk to it about it until I'm done, because otherwise I might okay. just be giving updates all the time, and that's kind of boring. Okay, it might we'll just become a constant update podcast about Trails of Cold Steel <laughs> and whatever <laughs> this game you're playing is, and <laughs> Assassin's Creed. And yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Next week I'll be like, all right, here's the Bravely Default updates. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still great. good. Love back it. on our bullshit. Good content. Good content. Oh, I yeah. can, I can, yeah, I can get back into Destiny. That season's about to end. I should probably get in there and farm some exotics oh, that no. I didn't get this season. Oh no! I, I only played like two weeks this season because it oh, was my bad. God. I didn't want to say it, but that is what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, I, I I just played some more Assassin's Creed. We don't need to talk about that. Other than I still want to go to Greece. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's the that's the simultaneously best and worst part about playing Assassin's Creed games is I'm definitely yeah. like, fuck, I want to go to Egypt so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but <laughs> Although this is incredible. Know, yeah. I don't know if any of these any game has done that for me more than Sleeping Dogs did with eating uh, food. Yeah, and I'm like, sure. I want to eat everything Cause, in cause that. Whenever game. I play Yakuza, I want to go to Japan too. So yeah. Sleeping Dogs maybe want to go to Hong Kong real bad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but like that happens also with Assassin's Creed, like where I'm like, oh, I want to go there, but I just like, I, I I really like Sleeping Dogs, but like the my biggest sense memory is like looking at all the food they have in that game and going, man, that would be mm-hmm. really good right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If we're at a point where game food and like the locations are so realistic that 
you're just like, I, I want to go to there. And yeah. I gotta say, I mean, this isn't what I'm trying to draw it out, but Assassin's uh, Creed Origin may be the best looking game I've ever played, having not played Odyssey. Um, holy shit, that game looks astoundingly good. Uh, and it, it's one of those ones that's kind of actually made me less excited for next gen because I'm like, this game looks perfect. <laughs> Like games don't need but to look better than this you're one does. All, uh, you're also playing on a PC, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm with, saying for with, me with personally, nice I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice it's, I'm not saying everyone part. should agree. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, I'm playing it with everything like ultra maxed out. But uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully next generation will mean hopefully doing that in September. Yeah, hopefully more people will uh, get to experience games that look like that if with new consoles because holy shit. Well, speaking of new consoles and next gen, nice. We've got news. <laughs> that, was a, that was a solid transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah good job. Uh, you set them up. I knock them out of the park every time. Uh, <laughs> every time. Don't every time. Go back and listen to fail. old episodes. <laughs> never. It's never. It's never happened. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, as we as i have i predicted at some point i think and other people jeff grubb's summer games mess uh, continues on <laughs> with the sony ps5 uh game and some info like reveal event coming on june 4th it was sounded like it was up in the air maybe moving around a bit but they have finally announced june 4th we will see about an hour plus of ps5 games First party, third party, and some information about the console. Mm-hmm. Not everything, but some things. Yeah. It's so weird that we only got like a week's notice on this. I, it doesn't really matter because of the state of everything in terms of like working from home and stuff. But yeah. They've. Uh, yeah. Nintendo's been doing that. Yeah. Uh, totally. Kind. And I, I think like it's a. It's a video. It's it's like a one p.m. on a Thursday, which is yeah, not yeah, not like weird. their usual E three yeah. time. Normally, they like I'm surprised they're not even keeping like a oh okay five p.m. Pacific time on maybe not Monday, but like five p.m. Pacific time. But they're doing one p.m. on I believe June fourth, which is Thursday, right? Yeah, because after I'm gonna get up at like five a.m. on Friday to watch this live because I need to know. Yeah. I wonder how much of this is them trying to set expectations to a degree of like, we're going to show stuff, but this is not an E3 press conference. Right. It's, I don't know. I mean, I still think that the expectations will be there. Yeah, of course. If it's like an hour plus and it's early June like that, I think that's going to be replacing their E3 press conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not that I'm, I'm sure it's going to convey whatever information they would have conveyed in their press conference, Mm. but... I wonder if it'll, if it, I mean, there's a certain amount of like, um, flash to an E3 press conference that there's no way this can have totally. because it's just, you, you don't, not right. Cause you they're not audience. on a stage. They're yeah. not like, yeah. Hey, let's bring out, recreate a building from the <laughs> death stranding and put a bunch of journalists in it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You can't. you can't go like, hi, let's have a person playing banjo on a stage in front of you oh my in God, a right. church. Oh, no, I no, it was a big tent. Like it was a like a, but it was tent. like a, it was like a big, yeah. That was the worst. 
Yeah, <laughs> last year three was bad. Was last bad. year, that was like two. That, that was, was two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Was it? Jeez. Yeah, because Sony didn't do last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my it god, was that was such a long. But, they talked about games that. Oh wow, the two big two of the big games still haven't come out that they talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their E three two years ago. Jesus yeah. Christ! And yeah. by the time we see this, uh, those two games still won't be out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like but, there's still about three weeks until Last of Us, just under three weeks, and then uh, there's like a month and a half until Ghost of Tsushima. Also, I, I do have to. The thing I predicted last week happened. I watched the Ghost of Tsushima gameplay video, and I'm now fucking pumped for that game, and will be <laughs> taking a day off of work to play it. <laughs> <Sick>. So, <laughs> yeah. but it looks amazing. Yeah from from the messaging they put out about this event, it sounds like it'll be pretty game heavy. Like it sounds like they want to show a lot yeah. of games off, which is good, but. I would be very surprised if they don't show the hardware, because I, I think they have to I, show I, the I, box. I think they have to because like Microsoft has had it out there like almost all year at this point, like since it, March. It like it doesn't like it doesn't matter like that no, box it doesn't. It's like but. the but I think people want to know they and they're probably about to enter into final production stuff they probably have all that stuff nailed down for a holiday release so that's they probably know what the box looks like yeah i don't think we'll get price no i don't think so well that'll come over the summer and for pre-orders but i don't think tomorrow is the time for price it's possible i mean possible they they announced price at e3 for in whatever it was 2013 but that was also the same day that microsoft announced price yeah Stuff to yeah, say. and it they had different. already announced the con- like done more with the console stuff. So yeah, hard to say. Uh, what what would you folks like to see at this event? Uh, I know we I I saw that we shouldn't expect it, and I'm not expecting it. But any level of backwards compatibility would be really good. It- uh, I. I think, well, I don't think it's that, no, the backwards compatibility stuff is, you mean, okay, what do you mean by backwards compatibility? Do you mean like, like PS4 games on PS5? Um, Like as much as possible. Like, mm. like I, I saw that, that or, oh, you shouldn't PS3, expect it the same PS2, way that, PS1. yeah, I should like okay. saw that you shouldn't expect it the same way that like Xbox is planning on it. Yeah, um, I don't know if they will, but there was a headline that came out, I don't have it in front of me, but um, that came out saying, Developers are being encouraged to make sure that their PS4 games that are coming out, like from here yes. on out, are yeah. encouraged Starting to also July, be th- Every game that comes after July 13th has to work on the PS5. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so, but there, that there's, implies there's still a maybe. massive catalog of games yeah. that uh, we yeah. don't know about. They've already said, like, oh yeah, we're gonna have like the boost capabilities for PS4 games, like the top hundred or top thousand games will like be enhanced on the PS5. Mm-hmm. But uh, seeing yeah. whether or not uh, you want to play, they, they take advantage of that older. If you want to play Lair on the PS5, can you? You want to you play Persona 3 Fez on the PS5? I mean, I honestly, do. yeah. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's not inaccurate, but yeah, it, it's, it's. I know it's not necessarily a priority, but it's. I I feel like as we're. I don't getting, think that'll come tomorrow. 
Right. Whether or not that's part of it, I don't think we'll we'll hear about. Right. That no, I don't think so either. It's just something that I, it it would be really nice if more game consoles and uh uh kind of had a focus on um cast games and being able to play them. So sure. Mm-hmm. One thing they have said is Jim Ryan did an interview with, I think, gamesindustry.biz mm-hmm. and said they aren't interested in doing what Microsoft has said they're doing, where PS5 games will like also be on PS4 for a while and they'll be like cross-gen. Mm-hmm. Like We want to take full advantage of the new hardware. We firmly believe in the generational cut, which that's like that's dumb like we firmly believe in generations you firmly believe in making more money (laughs) uh yeah but it i it'll be interesting to see what that means for the like the quality of games uh and like do we finally start to see like a the jump like the next gen jump in this presentation that we haven't seen from the microsoft stuff so far right yeah Uh, that'll be interesting yeah, the only thing I don't know if there's anything I particularly want to see, you know, mm-hmm. like um, there's stuff that would be nice, but I, I hope we get crash some, zooms or yeah, crash zooms on specifically on Jim Ryan. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I kind of miss the crew we had with the PS4. Like they felt a bit more genuine yeah. to me. Like with your yes. Kaz, your Kaz Harais and Jack Trettons and Adam Boys and all that. Like was Kaz still there? Oh, sorry, with the PS4? it wasn't Kaz. It was uh, Yasp. It was Yosh. Yoshida, mm-hmm. uh, so and, uh, yeah, Andrew House and Andrew stuff, House, yeah. yeah, totally. Like I, I kind of miss that crew. Uh, right now, the, the Sony side of things feels a bit more like like the PS3 era, which is not a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, who's the guy from Gorilla? Uh, oh, I, I forgot his name. He's charismatic he, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he he's a good guy. He, he's taken over. War, the uh, worldwide public third party, or so he, he is yeah, he has moved on remember. from Gorilla to to a more uh, like. But he also like hasn't moved on world. from Gorilla. He's also still <laughs> doing studio management at Gorilla. I think uh, was what I saw. Interesting. Like co management. Um, I mean, it yeah. was like he he Helm 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 something Herman Holst. Yes, Herman Holst. There we yeah, go. Yeah. I knew it was an H. Uh, yeah, My, he he's always seemed like a good guy and like charismatic and interesting to listen to uh, talk. So hopefully they get him more centered because yeah, Jim Ryan sure. does not seem like the kind of person I want to see talk. <laughs> no, maybe isn't like doing an introduction to introduce people who are better or more charismatic. Yeah. Uh, and he recently got like promoted uh, to like head of Sony Entertainment, Interactive Entertainment. Yeah, so see. like he had like another promotion, which is there's all sorts of restructuring going on over there. Who knows? Yeah, just get but Mark. We're Cerny finally going to see. Yeah, well, I mean, but he's not necessarily the one that you get introducing the games, except for Knack Three, which we'll obviously yeah. see, and the the new PlayStation Eye, which will take pictures of your ear. Yep. And upload them directly to Mark Cerny's uh, home server. I hope that they it uploads it that Mark Cerny gets a push notification when I <laughs> every upload time. my ear pick. Yeah, a push no- notification for every single ear pick. Can I give him? Can I send multiple ear picks to make it? More I mean, accurate? well, I mean, my left and right ears are not symmetric, so I'd hope. Can I send him a picture of Frank's ear, who is my cat? Oh, is he? 
You could hear what Frank gonna... hears. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they should make like a new pair of Sony headphones that has like, a camera in the headphones. So that oh Jesus, just, no! It just lights up and takes a picture of your ear it's... when you put the headphones on. Just well, no, you don't have cameras. to because you just put the dual sense up to your ear and it. It just uses like a, infrared. Like to, a telephone. You're just like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hello, when you Mark put it up Cerny? your ear, you get it. Yeah, Mark Cerny gets the push notification. He has to manually do the thing. And then he, he walks you through all the steps. He's like, okay, now a little to the right, a little, okay, rotate. <laughs> yeah. Two degrees. Then he uh, says, yeah, yeah, that's the stuff. And then he takes a picture. <laughs> Should be noted. Yeah. I think we all love Mark God. Cerny. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, it's, no. It's, it's it's yeah, no. This isn't about Mark Cerny. It's just about the how he was talking about. Yeah, you can you can send us pictures of your ear, and we'll model the sound to more accurately uh, to get Which, you the best sound for your still totally send valid. You a picture of my ear. What? Still totally valid. Dude, that's what still you're going to use the ear pictures for. Still phrased sure. terribly. It, it's what yeah. it's just one of those bizarre like. <laughs> vitality sensor things that like they're never going to actually do because yeah i mean I maybe like ai stuff will get to the point where they can just like put it through uh like a supercomputer and it'll like do some algorithm shit and then it'll like okay here's your settings but the idea of the audio stuff that they're doing with like multiple profiles and settings uh, that sounds good it's just sending pictures of your ears to Mark Cerny. I think sending pictures of my ear is weirder than the vitality sensor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> officially. No, but, but the vitality sensor never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just one of those things where like, oh, yeah, they, they talk about it and then it, it just never comes up again. But we'll we'll never let it die. Yeah, we'll never <laughs> forget your no. picture. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm expecting, I expect Resident Evil 8 to be shown here they've all the i except for resident evil 3 resident evil 7 and resident evil 2 both had big showings at sony's events uh e3 specifically in the past and the silent hill uh, composer Mm. liked and retweeted the announcement and there's a rumor that he and some of the other folks from the original silent hill like the director and I think designer are working on a reboot of the franchise, which I believe is exclusive to PlayStation. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what what's there for that stuff. Maybe Horizon Zero Dawn 2. I think that's, I don't know if it's going to launch, but I think that's probably out of their big exclusives. I think that's the one that's going to be yeah, I mean, most likely to come out first. Yeah, Gorilla yeah. has been at the launch of the past two consoles, so yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing too because I think like both from a game perspective, I don't think that. I think the most disappointing thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is the fact that there's a post-credit sequence that teases a sequel. Uh, I think they, I think they had already said it was going to be like a trilogy or something. Sure, I just don't but, think it. I think it's such a great complete story from yeah, like start to credits that it that's in a way I think it's too bad but also it's very like it mirrors my feelings on the PS5 which is just like I don't want to buy this thing I don't really know that I need a 
Horizon Zero Dawn 2, but I'm also going to play Horizon Zero Dawn 2 because Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite games on the yeah. PS4. And I mean, I'll buy a PS5 because that's just what we're going to do. Um, and <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with PS5 right now, too. Where I'm like, where I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm really excited, but at the same time, I know that there's going to be games that I need to play on it. So it's like, yeah. Uh, so I guess if if they can do, I don't know what it is, if they can do something to make me feel more excited anything about it and not Maybe something alive yeah again, basically anything um that would be that would be great uh because as it stands like i i understand why other people are excited for sure um like i especially alex from like a tech perspective the stuff you talked about being excited about a lot of that stuff but i still have yet to see anything that like makes me want to buy one of these oh totally and, the, makes me feel good about the idea of buying one. Consumers' perspective, they haven't really um, they, they given have, a lot. Uh, I think yeah. both Microsoft and Sony have done a poor job of yeah selling selling these consoles so far. Uh, Sony has not yet begun to market. Yeah, but, like that kind of uh, seems what the like this event seems to be what you guys are yeah wanted. is because like the tech yeah. the tech heavy GDC talk happened. A month or two? What's, two when did that happen? What is, time, what is time? I don't remember <laughs> when that happened. Jesus. I guess um, the thing, though. But, oh, sorry. Go I ahead. was just gonna say, yeah, because because they're focusing this so heavily on games, it makes me feel like maybe they're actually gonna be like, because like, yeah, the tech can be great, but if there's nothing you want to play on there, yeah. why would you buy it? But 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 I think part of it too is what I'm concerned is going to happen with this event is, and I think this is something Microsoft was kind of trying to avoid, and they just they did avoid it, but they failed still is I'm concerned what's going to happen with this event is we're going to, you know, Sony, Jim Ryan's going to speak for a minute and then it's going to be like the lights go down and then horizon, like you see a, a robot dinosaur and it looks really good, but it's a robot dinosaur. And then it's going to show you a horizon zero dawn two trailer and it's going to look great, but it's going to be not really indicative of like, Oh, I must have the new console because that's the only way to get a game like this kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not, ex- I hope that it's not just, aren't you excited about playing this game? And right. I hope that they actually show it in a way that makes me feel like, Oh, this could only be done on this system. And I need this system to play this, you know, Okay, but what if that horizon zero dawn two trailer shows that big Hulk and robot dinosaur and then a wrecking ball falls from it. And it says, brought to you by, and then a second wrecking ball, Michael Bay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Then I then never it buy zooms out. It zooms out, and those wrecking balls are the testicles of a giant transformer. Exactly. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I guess I just, like, I, I have a feeling what's going to happen is they're going to show um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. They're going to tease Spider-Man 2. And they're yeah. going to potentially yeah. tease a God of War game. Even not that I think that'll be out anytime soon. And the, that's going to be, we're going to come away from it. And everyone's going to be like, holy shit, new God of War, new Horizon Zero Dawn. And I'm going to be there like, who cares? Yeah, I would like, rather those, play I mean, I, those are, those are, though. those are known quantities. Yeah. yeah and I want to play I think, those games, but I would yeah. just rather play them on PS4. Right. What you want and what I think I want to is just like, not just like here are the games that you need a PS5 for, but here why here's why totally. you'd want a PS5 in particular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope they do that, and 
with their idea like, oh, we believe in generations. We want to fully utilize the power of the PS5 for what we're making and what they have talked about with like Mark Cerny's talk about measuring your ear and the SSD and all that stuff. I'm hoping that they actually go into why. Yeah. Yeah. What is this going to make a difference for this game? Yeah. That seems to be what their messaging so far has been. And I don't know why they would deviate from that for this game presentation. It needs to not just be trailers. It needs to be. Oh yeah. Here's the stinger moment. Now, you know, this is horizon zero dawn. And then a voice needs to come in and say, thanks to the, processing power of the ps5 we can render ai in ways that we haven't been able to do so before yeah here's an example of 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 uh an of a, of a robot dinosaur thinking for itself or whatever that's the stuff i need to see because i don't care if it's just like the resolution's better i don't really give right. a shit um yeah. and and for a lot of games i do think that the load times will be a big factor but personally the load times for horizon were i never i don't even remember them so like I agree yeah, that open world games, it's less. Yeah. I mean, I agree that over dozens of loads, you know, or hundreds, thousands of loads, getting them down in time, it saves you a lot of time. I think it's valuable. I'm not trying to say, I don't think it matters, but what I want to see is here are the reasons why from a gameplay perspective, this game needs to be on PS five. And yeah. that's, that's what'll get me excited about the prospect of buying a PS five to be able to play them. I'd be interested if, I don't know if I'd be interested. Interested is a strong word. Um, it would be interesting if they brought out like a PSVR 2.0 and then uh, were able to actually showcase something new in that that space, which mm-hmm. like I don't know what that would be. Uh, but like, I don't know, uh, Valve comes out and says, here's, tracking. <laughs> the, <laughs> Valve comes out and says, here's Half-Life Alex. Oh, also here's Portal 3 or something. I don't know. I like, if. Yeah, I mean that would be a big thing if they got like okay, they, wait, do they show <laughs> if they but they show their um they they get v- Gabe Newell out there again going I was wrong about consoles again, damn it. <laughs> I don't uh, I still don't think that's going to happen. No, but it won't. No, they have they no. have the index. They're they're not going to do that. But yeah, but I think something uh, like that would be cool. I think it'd be very Sony nice if they did though. I think Sony <laughs> coming out PS5 and going, "Okay, here's the PSVR2 and we got Half-Life Alex on a console. I think that would be a big get. I think it would be smart for uh, Valve to make that happen. Also, I actually from like a from also, a, an, a, an adoption it. standpoint. Also, I want you to be able to play it, so I want it to happen for you. I actually don't know that I think it makes sense for Valve to put that game anywhere than Oh no, Steam, yeah. No, totally. And also a Vita too. <laughs> I would I, I, fucking I, love I, I want it, but at the same time, I know that that's yeah, not that's, happening. That's that's why they had the Vita in the Last of Us Two state of play. <laughs> yeah, I think Vita. also the fact that this isn't just a state of play and that it's billed as like a an event, a more full event, <laughs> is um, maybe give some hope to it being uh, like actually going in depth and yeah, demonstrating I do it, them saying, okay, here's here's why you need a ps5 and not just here's the game for me it definitely though is also like this is good to know that means i can continue to not care about state of place <laughs> you watched that ghost of tsushima one and you liked it that is yes there's been one state of play but see nintendo directs i care about because like there have been enough of really good nintendo directs that i'm like mm-hmm. oh a direct exciting whereas state of play i don't 
care until I yeah. hear someone say well, it was actually, cool after. But they, they haven't had anything to show, really. So, but yeah, yeah, I agree. The state of plays have been lackluster. On that note, we don't have to talk about it much. We don't have it on the news, but there was that wholesome uh, Nintendo Direct thing, which was yeah. Which was, cute. Was, good. was it? Yeah. Was it a Nintendo Direct or no, was it? No, 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 no. no. Okay, it was, it was just like an indie like it was wholesome direct. Thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they they just called it a direct because it was kind of in the same um, yeah, formatting. Style. But yeah. it was, it was uh, a bunch of games uh, brought to you by like. Let me see if I can find that Twitter. It's just it's just underscore wholesome games, uh, yeah. and they uh, there are a lot of really good looking games in there. So I'm really excited. I know that there has been a couple of. Um, articles out there that have compiled all the games that they they focused on but it, there, it looks like there's it was a, a lot of really good stuff in there so mm-hmm. I, if you haven't watched it i would recommend it definitely worth there it. has been some discourse around wholesome games uh as since this because of the labeling and what does what it mean occurred? to be wholesome oh, and I, well people oh, who are labeled as wholesome and it uh just like you know is it I'll is it like a shoe box that you're dumb. like a box you're put in and uh yeah so i'll say i don't like to see I don't like using the term wholesome as a descriptor for games in particular, but for media in general, personally, um, I definitely normally agree with that argument, but the stream was good. I don't know. Like you got to call it something like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And it's, 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 it's going for a specific vibe that I think a lot of people describe as being wholesome. So like you say that, like you say, it's like a wholesome games direct and, and you kind of immediately know, Okay, what are they going for? So yeah, you're not going to see you're not going to see machine guns. Yeah, right. I don't think it's worth getting too uh, too hung up on the semantics of how they titled it. Even as someone who generally agrees with that argument, when it comes to like actually boxing media, yeah, boxing. All media. right. Oh, does that mean we get a new fight night? Oh no! Or what was the really arcadey one on Dreamcast? Ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. Are we getting a ready five rumble? maybe I don't know three ready five rumble (laughs) Uh, all right back back to the news BlizzCon is canceled in 2020 yeah Uh, but they have an online event planned for early next year didn't didn't we say BlizzCon is likely going to get canceled at some point well, probably seems like a thing. We it's, say. it's not terribly probably surprising. Said everything is going to get canceled. Yeah. I wonder how much of this, I mean, I guess this is how I always feel every year with BlizzCon, but I can't imagine that they have much to show. Like, uh, Diablo, Diablo four is four. Diablo four is not coming. They've said Diablo four is a long ways out. Like it's, it's like two to three Diablo years. Immortal. Yeah. Which Overwatch people watch like hated. Heroes uh, of the Storm 2. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Warcraft 3 2. Oh, God. Uh, Starcraft oh, 2 2. The big WoW expansion comes out this year. Wouldn't that be um, Battle Starcraft? for Azeroth 2? Wouldn't that be Starcraft 2 4? Oh, my God. We can't guess, do this. Yeah. <laughs> Overwatch 2 is like exciting, but also I, I don't think. I mean, it's kind of like an Overwatch 1.5 in a lot of ways, it sounds like. Yeah. And it sounds like they're handling that transition pretty well for people who own overwatch. So it's not like it doesn't feel like skeezy from a business perspective, but I, I feel like that would be the marquee game this year would be overwatch too. Cause that's probably the one that's coming out the soonest. And yeah, here, hear me out rock and roll racing too. 
Hell yeah, I'd be into that. Give me some Blackthorn. Um, but it's just new Lost Vikings. That's what we need. Sure. Uh, honestly, a Lost Vikings on Switch would probably be pretty good, and they should probably make that happen. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like this year is <laughs> last year. They had to announce Diablo Four, so that's a big enough anchor to be like, okay, yeah, this is enough to anchor a con around as the, the announcement of Diablo Four and Overwatch Two. This year, though, it's like you're going to give dev updates. They're already being pretty transparent about the development of Diablo four. It's they've they put out gameplay stuff and blog updates with some regularity. So I don't know. It seems like this year would have been kind of lackluster anyway. Um, I'm, you can yeah. this year being lackluster is a thing you could use to describe 2020. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's very generous. General. If you mean generally, I would say that lackluster is a very generous description of this year. Yeah. I would say large burning pile of excrement is maybe how I would describe 2020. Yeah. Well, um, speaking next of to a gas leak, piles of excrement. Oh, boy. Uh, take two CEO Strauss Zelnick <laughs> okay. quoted as saying Google Stadia overpromised on their tech. I like how there's multiple ways you could interpret what the excrement is in that <laughs> headline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If you if you read the entire statement he put out, it's not entirely on the tech. He actually um, calls out the subscription model as well. Like he's kind of like, yeah, streaming tech is good. It should exist like that's a good medium to use going forward but like the fact that it's subscription plus game purchase is something that he's like eh. it's weird which yeah. it yeah. which it is <laughs> it's terrible. that's the biggest feeling i mean there's tech problems for sure as someone who's tried to mess with stadia some it's yeah it's not a good service technically either really i mean it is in if you're playing <laughs> it is if you're a certain if you're in the just the right conditions it's perfect but like trying to play PUBG on that thing just to check it out was a disaster yeah. technically. Um, but, uh, but, but the bigger issue I think is definitely the, the subscription model. I'm sure if I played Odyssey on it, Assassin's Creed, it mm-hmm. would run fine. Um, Cause that game it seems to work really well. I tried it. Uh, but like, I'm not going to buy that game on Stadia. Like for $60 or $70. Yeah, like one of them was that. more, one of them was more expensive. I can't remember which. Yeah. Uh, it was Doom, I, th- I think. Was what? It? Really? I don't remember. Well, uh, maybe it wasn't Doom, but there yeah, was a game that was games? more expensive on Stadia what? than it was oh, on... Oh, yeah. no, that was that was like a... I, oh, what was it? It was something... It was an indie game. Was it Trine? No, it was something new. I thought it was... Uh, there was, was it? it was an Epic exclusive and also on Stadia or something like uh, that. I don't remember. So, yeah, but it was like a it was like 20 bucks and then like 30 on Stadia or something. Oh, it was the Darksiders game. It was that Darksiders oh, game. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what it go. was. Right. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't an epic exclusive, but yes, it was cheaper on Steam than it was on on right. Stadia, which was yes. weird. Yeah, we could dunk yeah. on Stadia for hours, but I don't Yeah. Also, uh, haven't we? In like, for sure. Good point. Good point. Hey, we're doing we're doing well on time. We can uh, we can go all day. <laughs> Just the rest of this on straight on uh, Stadia, Duncan. Well, speaking of streaming technologies, uh, Steam Cloud Play enters beta. It's yeah. like a hub thing that plugs into other streaming stuff, and currently it supports GeForce Now. 
seems more of like a dev thing than anything else because GeForce now already like took your Steam games, but my understanding is devs can opt in to enabling their stuff for streaming, whether that be through Valve partners like GeForce with GeForce Now or like through their own streaming stuff and yeah, the later like it, on, who knows. It seems like the kind of thing where if you wanted to do uh, your kind of stream, sorry, Steam in-house streaming that you normally do with like a Steam link or whatever, that you can kind of offload some of the work onto their servers. I'm not mm. sure, I'm not entirely it, it sure how that works, but... It doesn't seem, that seems like a possibility in the future, yeah. but not necessarily something that's built now. Yeah. like what, I think what's cool about it is that it, it, to me, signals that they have the right approach to this, and they're not... Yes. They're not doing a, like, buy games specifically to stream kind of dumb thing. Not that I think they yeah. would do that, but mm. it seems like this is a signal of, hey, we want to make sure that it's as easy as possible for you to use... To, if the it's, end goal is stream your whole Steam library, it seems like this is the right first, like very early step towards doing that it, kind of thing. It seems like an attempt to get around the issues of GeForce Now had when it launched, where people are like yes. pulling their games from the service. Totally. And they have updated their policies, and now it's an opt in policy instead of just a, yeah. we're going to put your games on here and an opt out policy. Uh, so at least. The things are moving in that direction. It seems like if they just, you know, if you put your game on Steam, like, oh yeah, people can stream it, then it's easy for everyone. Everyone's agreed. They know what's up. Yeah. And if you don't want your game streamed from a cloud for whatever reason, then you can say no, thank you. And Which I, think- I could see Microsoft doing, uh, saying, hey, if you want to stream it, you have to do it on uh, X Cloud or whatever. Activision's like you got to stream on whatever their streaming services eventually. I think it should become, and I think Steam is the right platform for this to to push this, but I think it should become a pretty ubiquitous thing. I have obvious issues with streaming in terms of like data caps and stuff, but I think that that I, I don't see why five years from now, you shouldn't be able to just stream your whole Steam library and it should just be a default th- thing we think about. Yeah. With yeah. Game. I mean, it's we think about that with music and, and video, but I think the key thing is to the problem with music is that it harmed the 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 ability for musicians to, to make money so much um, that I, I would hope that Valve would, would work to make sure that that's not something that happens here. But... The answer is you don't change the way that people buy the games. You just change the way they're delivered. And then you, you don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be as disruptive as it could be. I Um, think, I think steam by its very nature is born to be disruptive. Cause I mean, that's kind of what it did in 2004, right? Like it was the first way even a little bit before, but with counter-strike and half-life two, when they were like, it was kind of the it was rough then, but it was easier to get games that way than it was to pirate them, which started the whole online marketplace movement for games. So, like, if yeah, they can yeah. do something similar to that for streaming, then I think that's positive. And uh, yeah, and, yeah, and like music, the same thing. Like, people started less piracy happens with music because things are just available to stream, and it's yeah. easy to get. Exactly, and yeah. you can either listen to like free 
uh, free versions with ads, or you can, you know, subscribe and get your unlimited streaming and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah I guess I just mean, I think the business model around games doesn't necessarily need to change in that. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. But, but certainly you do. Ha- you'll run standpoint. into more, more maybe subscription stuff to, to help with server costs. Maybe if like, mm-hmm. you know, doing like GeForce now, like what is G what is NVIDIA's um incentive to make these streaming servers if they're not getting paid um so yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how this continues to develop and who else like does but ea has a orion or is that bethesda bethesda has a streaming thing there's there's, everyone has a streaming thing now i think it's called orion And like, do the Steam start partnering with those folks as well? And it's like, oh, it's like I, I subscribe to Orion and I have my entire Steam library there. I subscribe to whatever and I can use that to stream my whole Steam library. It'll be maybe you can't buy stuff through those storefronts, but it does just like let you stream a thing. I'm, I'm just going to wait for the, the gaming plex where I can just host my own. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what I mean. You kind of can do that now. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it's just off your PC. That's um, true. Build a whole fucking server room that's only like hard drives with games and like three RTX Titans you, all you SLI together. What, you, wow. you don't already do this? <laughs> uh, it's my, my apartment is very small. I can only fit two RTX Titans in my server. Uh, you, if you I have three RTX Titans, one you. I'm not streaming from that. I'm just going to use it. You should... Well, you can put it in your new fridge. It's all good. There yeah, you go. it's for, I, need, I need the new fridge. I, well, I, I use the old fridge for cooling now. So, <laughs> um, it's, let's see. Okay, we got, what else got is pretty cool here? Uh, Sonic. There you go. No, nope. there's one. No, nope. wrong, wrong again. The movie incorrect. Sonic the Hedgehog movie is getting a sequel. It, yeah. At least it is. It is uh, being being uh, pr- produced. Utterly shocking. Uh, I mean, it, given, successful children's movie gets it's sequel. Kind of, it's kind of amazing though that it's done this well, considering the initial the initial. You know, Where's my Detective feedback. Pikachu sequel? Yeah, yeah. And, like I know you can't make a Detective Pikachu sequel based on how that movie ends, but also give me <laughs> a Detective have, Pikachu sequel. I haven't seen it, but um, yeah, you should. it's good. I'm, I'm going to watch it still. I still haven't seen it either. I'm surprised. I'm the only reason I'm surprised is the fact that it ended up being good enough to warrant, like even like the studio considering a sequel. I'm not. That's the thing is it. I don't think it doesn't. It doesn't matter how good the movie is. It matters. No, if kids go it watch was, it. But <laughs> I mean, I, but like people had a pretty positive reaction. I thought yeah, it was yeah. pretty cute. So it's like, you know, it's, it's like not, you know, like, Something that's being completely dunked on, right? Like it sounds like it was good, and that is surprising. But also, yeah, it, I don't think it, getting a sequel to me is not particularly right. It's not a marker surprising. of quality necessarily. They also, yeah, it seems like they planned for a sequel in the first place. But Maybe, yeah, that's yeah. With how it ends, uh, based also on my understanding, I still yeah. need to see it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Given that it started as a punchline, and now it's ended up as like uh, people are kind of shrugging and being like, "Yeah, it's all right." Like, yeah, that part's cool. Yeah, cool. it's it's no. kind of amazing because I still yeah that first trailer man that was 
Oh, it was something special. <laughs> that was special. I, 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 I maybe I need to go back and watch that trailer because, like, I was like, I mean, kind of looks weird, but I when I saw the updated Sonic, I was like, I guess, I guess it's different. I don't know, but maybe that I just trailer didn't has fully like process what I was seeing. I was trying to block it out. The trailer has Gangsta's Paradise playing over it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're right. I forgot yep. about that fact. Though all of that being yeah. said, um, oh, what was the MPC moving picture company? It still sucks butt for them. They were the ones yeah. that did all the oh, work yeah. on it and got shut down almost immediately got, after. Yeah. Yep. So, boo. Yep. If, if only the studio had enough for, foresight to go, you know what? We might make another one of these <laughs> and keep those people around. Hmm. Uh, Anyways. Yay. <laughs> Next bit of news. Everyone's favorite MOBA, League of Legends, is getting a mobile and console version. And they finally showed off what that looks like. This is interesting to me because I was expecting this game to be more different. Um, Like, I didn't. Um, It's hmm. pretty much. They they showed like a. uh, Yeah, I mean, they showed uh, like a very minuscule amount. Like during, I think their tenth anniversary thing or something. Yeah, and I, I was s- like, okay, that looks like it. Uh, it looks like League, but also maybe like a little different. I was expecting it to be more different, I guess. Even in what ways? I, well, in terms of like map design and um, they took out the little the corner bits, so it, they don't have the little alcoves. Well, I was just expecting totally it different. to be. I was expecting it to be like. Um, just a different map entirely, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And, and, um, and, and I kind of expected the, the, the UI and design to be a little bit more, I don't know, unique or something. Like it well, looks like Riot has done a fantastic job with their mobile UI, as you know, <laughs> from trying to I mean, play team fight tactics on iPad, <laughs> the mobile UI looks, I think it's actually team fight tactics on iPads better now. I think they fixed that, but I'm okay, not sure. That's good. I haven't tried it. I, it has good reviews on iPad, which I cannot imagine it would get good reviews in the. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. It looks um, like it, a lot like Arena of Valor and other mobile MOBAs to the extent like that like, BUI. I don't know why someone who's already invested in and playing those games would move to this one. Um, and, 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 and I'm certainly, I mean, it's, I still think it's cool they're doing it. I, I at this point now I'm like oh, I'll just play it on PC. I don't really have any interest in in Wild Rift in particular anymore because I was kind of expecting it to be a more different experience. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in playing on mobile. At least maybe I'll check it out on console when it eventually gets there. That but was sort it of is, yeah. It, it the way they're doing it seems pretty smart. It's they're like branching it from League of Legends, so it'll have it's got its own balance. Like yeah. abilities are changed. Uh, so, you know, certain certain champions like they're don't have, yeah, they're they're still I, like mechanically similar and identically like ident- their identity as a, ch- a character or champion is I, the same, but they just need to like, OK, we need to change the way this ability works to make it make sense on a controller or like on a. Yeah. Device. And I think that makes sense because it's just the nature of the game. I'm not really faulting them for that, but also that's part of why I don't want to play it now because mm-hmm. um, 
I already am not that good at League of Legends, and part of that has to do with champion knowledge. And so, like, trying to separate, like, oh, Shivana does this in PC and this in Wild Rift is, like, confusing in a way that I think it makes it sounds like it's not going to be to your benefit to play them both. And I think it contrasts with and excuse me, it's like totally different games. So I'm not again, not faulting riot, yeah. but I've been playing a lot of smite recently. Smite is just cross play on everything because mm-hmm. they didn't have to change anything to make it work with controllers because of the way the game was initially designed. So they have separate matchmaking hoppers. You only get cross played. You only get matched with mouse and keyboard people. If you are partied, it's similar to, other crossplay systems but it's great because i can play it on switch while i'm exercising or whatever and it's still the same everything's the same as on the pc version it's just a different inner like controller that i'm using mm-hmm. um and i so i think it makes sense for league for them to branch it like you're saying because it's just a different form factor and a different kind of game and you can't do a lot of the stuff on a controller that you do with PC league, but it also makes me less interested in playing it as someone who does play league on PC sometimes because it's like, I don't want us to have to separate that knowledge. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that is received. The beta is going out to people who I guess signed up during their 10th anniversary streams, the Philippines and Brazil. I it's on Android is. only right now. Also, mm. That uh, but didn't wasn't Team Fight Tactics on Android first? Maybe not. I don't possibly remember. they came out at like the same time. I think yeah. anyway. But it's the other possibility is that it, this could be better than the PC game. Like we just don't know. Seems unlikely. But there are, there are some cool stuff like the Shivana stuff you mentioned. Like I would love to play that in the regular. I, I like yeah. Shivana as a character, and I'd love to have that stuff moved into the PC version. So, so as weird as it sounds, if it turns out that, and I think this is extremely unlikely, this is not a prediction, but if it, if wild rift comes out and it's like the best MOBA ever or whatever, and that that's just where the community largely moves, then great. Sure. I'll switch. I'll play that instead. That's fine. I'll play it on PS4 or whatever and use a controller. Cause I like using a controller for games like that for sure. Uh, if I they're think, designed for it well. Yeah. Uh, the beta is also going to have like a limited character pool. I think I, I don't exactly know. They they did like a thing in their tr- in their uh, detail video where they did like the smash thing where it's like everybody's here and they go through every single fucking character. But for this, it was like maybe 20 characters. I think I get the impression like that. that not every single league character that exists is coming even with launch. Like I, I don't, maybe, maybe not like uh, a lot of them are complicated and yeah, we'll need, uh, but I think they'll all be in there eventually, but yes, for sure. I think the uh, intent is to bring them yes. all over eventually, but I think it's going to be more of a rollout. All of them are. Yeah. So it's, yeah. uh, and I'll be in, like, I don't know if they've, I didn't have a f- time to watch the full video. I don't know if like, if, cause it's your, they've made it so all your accounts connect, but I don't know if like my skins from, league will carry over to, i don't like, know wild rift yeah. and stuff i don't think they've said like that but you would who knows? you would hope that that would happen but yeah, who knows you'd hope it goes the other way too yeah yeah frankly uh, yeah i don't I, I don't see maybe they do like some tie-in skins like here's a mario skin for 
uh, Garen or something. I don't know. Garen, Mario doesn't use a sword, but. They do that with Smite, but they just don't get approval and make the skin a rip off of the thing. <laughs> and I, it's they, with uh, Ramus, who's like an, uh, he's a armadillo uh, to, with spikes. They made like a, a Bowser skin for him early on in League, but I think they had to change it. Anyway, yeah, so that's everyone's favorite MOBA, League of Legends, coming to consoles eventually. Uh, Two more stories. These should be quick. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is going to be the first fighting game with cross-play between five platforms. That's that's too many platforms. I think Stadia, PC, Mm. Switch, PS4, Xbox? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. But either way, I think it's a good precedent to set. Yeah. Um, totally. I People seem to like that game, I guess. I'm not entirely sure, but people yeah. talk about it. Yeah, it I've, I've, I've heard largely positive things about it, honestly, which is surprising for a Power Rangers game <laughs> and also uh, for a yeah. Power Rangers fighting game. Yeah. Uh, good on them. Yeah, I think crossplay should should be the standard this coming gen. For everything, uh, absolutely, and, and yeah, sp- yeah, that that would be <laughs> what Sony coming out and say, and there's no crossplay. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be that'd be too funny to you me. You don't have to deal with the toxicity from other platforms. Yeah, just the toxicity of our own. Just, yeah, just yeah. the toxicity <laughs> from PlayStation. It's, uh, okay, last story. You might remember a few weeks ago, we talked about the Culling Origins, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, which was the re-release of Battle Royale game, The Culling, uh, and their interesting business model where you pay about $6 for the game, and then once a day you can play for free, but after that you've got to pay. Yep. And their site now appears to be down. Yep, I'm trying to load and I'm not getting anything. And their Steam reviews are overwhelmingly negative. Hell yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> overwhelming. I look there, it's like I don't think I've ever seen an overwhelmingly negative that red. <laughs> um so things are looking good for Pat. Yep. Who yeah, prices so right rules. This game would be uh yeah, this this site is down. The, the game would be dead within 31 days. From, uh, May from May 14th. We are we are still two weeks away from that. And <laughs> anything can happen. Doesn't seem unlikely. Yeah. Um, mine was July 1st. Allison's was mid-August, and then Andre was end of summer. So Yeah, I, I believed in them too much. I thought they would stick it out, but apparently <laughs> I thought they would be like too they're, they're, like some cost like stubborn about it. Their foundation was not <laughs> solid. No. How much yeah. money do you think they made? Not very much. Twenty bucks. Uh, <laughs> that's they optimistic. Sold four, they sold three copies, and they got people to play five times. Yep. It's, extra five times extra. Yeah, it's really spe- something special, but not in a great way. They all they all played one extra game uh, on that first day, and then one of them dropped out, and then the other two played one extra game. So, I don't even. I'm not. I don't see it on Steam. Interesting. 
Mm. I searched the calling and I got the calling too, but I don't think that's what it was. Was it? No, I got the master chief collection. <laughs> yeah. Elder Scrolls online master chief collection, Witcher three wild hunt are the three top results. When I searched the calling, whoa, weird. The calling of the cows. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't even, Oh, okay. I was able so, to get to it by a Google search, not a steam search now, just now. But yeah, it seems oh. at the request of the publisher, the culling is no longer available there you for go. sale. It's already dead. It's done. But it's, it's, wait, but it's still wait. on Xbox One. Is that? Oh. Okay. It's the Xbox One version is the one that we care about. Is Was it the Culling Origins? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yes. 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 The Culling Origins. That's with the new uh, free-to-play, well, pay-to-play model. Yeah. Hmm. Well... <laughs> We'll see. Uh, that that anyone have anything else they want to talk about? And bring up with regards to games news. The last tweet from the Calling Origins Twitter account was: "There used to be a graying tower alone on the sea." From March eighteenth. <laughs> okay, that's not even, that's that's before they even re- like re-release the game. I know this account is verified. Oh, what? How? Didn't they make it so you can gift uh, blue check marks now? I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, may- can, yeah, maybe somebody that worked on maybe, it had a check mark, and or maybe we can uh, reach out to the calling about. Hey, if you're not using it, <laughs> hey, we'll buy your. We'll buy. We'll all buy a copy of your. We'll game. give you twenty dollars, and there you'll double your take from the game. <laughs> Still double your revenue. We'll double your revenue, whatever it was. For your check mark. Um, I'm sure we can afford that. <laughs> I, I am looking at the developer's account, which has some more stuff. Uh, it the last thing they said was the calling is live on the Xbox store, basically. Oh boy. And that was on May 14th. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited to say that the that final tweet that there used to be a Grand Tower alone on the sea has uh, 69 replies. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, something we can be happy about today yeah seriously uh, mm-hmm. well thank you for joining me for episode 123 on may 30th 2020 we're gonna make it through together everybody mm-hmm. but half but about halfway there yeah but how bad's 2021 gonna be <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like for the past several years, it's been like, all right, last year was bad, but this year's going to be good. <laughs> yes. And then it gets it's worse. Get better. It's it keeps getting worse. 2017 was all right. 2017 was great. There's a meme that's uh, like someone looking at the calendar on New Year's, or like the clock on New Year's. And it says like, oh, it's 1159 on December 31st, 2020. It flips over to... 13 1 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Very good. Still fuck. Uh, I have been your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite home appliance. You can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C O O L S L 4 W. Alex, where can people find you? Uh, on Air Fryer Fix. Okay, we'll get that going live. Uh, look forward to all our hottest home appliance reviews uh, coming at you. Fun, very much intended. Allison, where can people find you? 
Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And Pat. You can find me at PJC Plays. Great. You can find our podcast on or on Twitter at Fix Podcasts, or you can go to fix.space and read our reviews or find our podcast on your platform of choice through that website. And you should head over to podchaser.com slash gaming fix to leave us a review and uh, help us improve the podcast. Yeah. I believe, that, I believe that's yeah. everything today, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah. Fuck the police. Yeah. Fuck the police. Yes, indeed. Fuck the police yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. That's, that's it. Bye.